This is episode 14. God is all powerful, all present, and all knowing. But why does it matter? Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal guys trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast, episode 14. We are 14. moving. Dude. Andrew, how are you? I should, sorry, let me correct myself. Elder Andrew, how are you doing? <laughs> Elder Andrew, I'm good. I'm good. I am uh, excited to be talking with you. Um, excited to have this discussion. And dude, it is, I'm worn out. I'm, I'm good, but I'm worn out this week. Catherine, my daughter has been teething like crazy, which apparently pushing teeth through is just painful and makes you not sleep at night at all, but sleep a lot during the day. So I hear, I hear a shot of whiskey helps toddlers uh, sleep well. Yeah. So I don't I know if you her, want to try that. It's just what I've well, heard. I just got her own whiskey tumbler at this point uh, because of how often she's teething. So it's just, <laughs> oh, nice. And she just no. knows like this is where I go. That's right. That's right. It's just a special bottle, basically. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching your wife's uh, Instagram stories, and it looks like your daughter can handle her liquor pretty well. Like she's got a little bit of a wobble when she's walking, <laughs> but for the most part, you wouldn't even know she was drunk most of the time. Oh my gosh! For the record. No, she's never had whiskey, uh, but she does get... As far uh, as you know. She, yeah, as far as I know, but she gets Tylenol and uh, ibuprofen, Motrin, uh, that helps. But dude, I learned something about my chickens uh, this week that I wanted to tell you. Um, I, I have some chickens that are really smart, and by really smart, I mean bird standards. So they just run into the rain for a minute and like run really fast and go back in the coop. I don't know why they go in the rain at all. But then I have other just really dumb chickens who just stand in the rain and just like get hit and like look pretty irritated. But they're like, it's light, so I'm outside. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I... Like, what does this stuff keep hitting me? <laughs> so none of them. None of them are just like, I'm going to stay in the coop today. They're not that smart. But some are sprinters. Others are just loiterers i guess so that's my chicken update that's good i was i was wondering how they were doing since we didn't bring them up at all before our call as right. we dove in today well i want you to know i want the people to know yeah that's true yeah uh and you have to know about jack the dog because like i have to What's give you updates to? uh yeah. nothing he's absolutely he's up to absolutely nothing no new phobias this week no great anxiety no. about things same fo oh still great anxiety <laughs> same phobias no new phobias <laughs> but same ones uh, anytime Good. the clouds just go a little bit gray so i'm trying to get him to face his phobias so i've been taking him outside and holding him uh, <laughs> and like looking at the clouds together and be like dude it's it's not that big a deal and then like a big doom hits and he's like ah try to get on my arms it's not working it's dude it's the never opposite, gonna work unfortunately it's never no. gonna work it's such a bad day well i ah. wonder like he sheds like crazy and i wonder if that's what it's always been it's not a shedding issue it's a like he's scared he's nervous anxious that's probably it and he just he's shedding when he's anxious that's probably so, it i don't know we might try the drugs uh but yeah. he's got a 450 dollars limit on medical expenses and I already done shots, so that was like what one twenty or something like that. So only has so much money left. Um, Is that lifetime or a year? Uh, I it used to be lifetime, but you got to take care of a dog. It's like a thing, right? Right. right. Uh, he's got they got to get shots if you want to take them places, right? Um, so I've upped it, so now it's just it's a yearly expense, an annual. Okay, um, okay. And it's and for those listening, it's four fifty because that's what it costs to put a dog down. Uh, <laughs> at least the last time I asked. Uh, that's brutal uh, and after i think about it, it is brutal like i asked in front of him like he was in the room and i asked the the vet no like, wonder he's scared of down? storms he's like if i get yeah. hurt in this thing i know that's my budget I'm well she told killed. me he's got two teeth there's a space between his back teeth and his like regular set of teeth and she said it's nothing to worry about right now but I want to get this in front of you. You might need to get them pulled. And I just want to get you the prices in front of me. It's like 2600 bucks. I was like, well, that's never going to happen. What? Uh, first off, my one of my mom's dogs only has like three teeth in her mouth. They've all fallen out. <laughs> and she seems fine. So yeah. yeah, I'm not sure we're getting any teeth pulled, at least not by a vet. <laughs> that's uh, great. Well, you know, man, the thing expensive. that 
maybe give Jack gives Jack so much anxiety is that he has just a really small view of God. You know, I just maybe he doesn't That's understand the qualities of God well enough. Or he thinks so I'm his God. And he's just highly disappointed. Yeah. And then you disappear every now and again when you drive places without him or whatever. And he's like, God's gone. What happened? Like, I'm alone. That's true. I'm on my own. See, this is, I'm going to have to sit him down and we're going to have to talk through. Like, here's what a healthy view of God looks like. That's right. Well, just play this podcast for him. Because, yeah, if you, people, if you listened to our last podcast, Thank you for listening, as always. Um, if you listened to our last one, it was about kind of some of the views of God that that lead to just bad views of God. You know, things that uh, you you believe that uh, basically lead you down wrong paths or, or give you partial views of God or skewed views or whatever. Make you behave in weird ways because you don't uh, maybe have a healthy whole view of God. So... We decided in that discussion to kind of keep it going, but instead of just having a negative discussion, um, not that it was negative, but having a bad view, let's let's talk about maybe what a more full view is. So I think the next, this week and the next couple weeks, we're probably going to focus on that. Um, so Josh, do you want to maybe tee up what we're, what we're focusing on this week? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and to add to that, like... Um, you know, when we look at, at Christians today, Christians we know, Christians we watch, Christians around, like there's a there's a level of, and we've talked about this before, but there's a level of hopelessness. There's a level of feeling stuck. There's a level of lack of excitement um, in terms of your relationship with Jesus and living this this Jesus life um, that we don't think it has to be that way. And, and we think part of why it's that way is you either have a poor view of God that needs to be adjusted. Um, or you have a poor view of yourself that needs to be adjusted, or there's a communication issue between you um, that probably needs to be fixed. And that's kind of why we're going down this road of of can we help you have a better view of God? And we've kind of um, taken our, our God list and, and brought it down to um, if there was, you know, what are all like the core characteristics of God? Um, we've got this list down to seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. Is it 11? Something like that. Um, which I, we think are, if we can embody these views of God and believe these to be true, but also change our thinking so they are true, um, because they are um, at least true, you know, relatively in our own head, uh, but they are true statements, as as we'll talk about eventually, that God is absolute truth, but um, that this is going to have a drastic impact on how you uh, live this life, how you experience this life and your perspective inside of this life. And, um, you know, your, your life could be falling apart. It could be um, everything around you could, you could have lost your job through COVID. Um, you know, like, like your uh, in-laws, Andrew, that you could have had your basement flooded uh, this week. Um, and that could just be completely devastating um, to life, to wanting to move forward, to your relationship with Jesus, all of those things. Um, but like your in-laws, having healthy views of God um, gets you right through them. That it's not, uh, yes, it's a trial, and yes, it's hard, and yes, it's painful and sad. But in the midst of it, God is present, and there's a level of peace and a level of confidence um, that you can't really describe. And that's kind of the position we want to live in. We want to live in a a place of level of peace and a level of confidence um, that God's got this. Uh, But in all that long intro, we're going to talk about God being all-powerful, all-knowing, and ever-present inside of... Um, inside of this world. Yeah, that's, that's, those are all good points, man. And I think this is good. I think we're in for a good discussion because these are, we call it this episode, is your view of God big enough? Because these are like macro traits. These are large scale traits. So if you've ever taken theology, they're omnipotence, omnipresence, and omniscience. We just called those things all powerful uh, everywhere and aware of all things always. So we're going to talk through this, but, but having the right big views of God or having more full big views of God helps because yeah, sometimes your circumstances suck. Like I was telling Josh, my in-laws had seven feet of water in their basement, uh, because of hurricane Isaiah, like the, the floods went nuts and, uh, the, the stream backed up and, um, literally just totally flooded their their whole basement so but 
in the midst of that, you know, they're able to say, well, we're actually seeing things that God is doing. We're hearing from God more clearly right now than we have in a long time. And it sucks, but our circumstances aren't defining our view of God. Our circumstances yep. are or life. real. Yeah. yeah. Or life. Yeah. Because things happen, right? You don't want to act like life is always great or always bad or whatever. Uh, yeah. Circumstances change. But but when you have a steady view of God, then then that doesn't change. You know, maybe how you pray does, but but that's it. So anyway, yeah, yeah man, I'm excited we're talking about this. I think it'll be great. Nice. Well, let's dive into God is all powerful. Mm-hmm. All powerful. So um, God is all powerful, unlimited, unstoppable, omnipotent, whatever adjective you want to use. Um, but this one's a little bit hard for me to wrap my mind around. All three of these are, if I'm being honest, because I'm not used to being all powerful in anything. I can't relate yeah. to that, you know, because... Uh, yeah, I'm human, so I'm not all powerful. Yeah. Um, my thoughts aren't perfect. My actions aren't perfect. My I can't control that much stuff. I'm not that powerful. So <laughs> when it says that God yeah. is all powerful, um, it's pretty cool. So it like, always bro, it always oh, helps me. Sorry, it always helps me with with big concepts like this to attach it to something more tangible. So hmm. like all powerful, you know, God being all powerful. Well, what, what has God done that has shown his power? Well, he spoke the universe into existence. Like he didn't build it. Hmm. He didn't take time. He didn't work with his hands. He literally spoke it into existence. Um, hmm. And at this point, astronomers think there's somewhere around like a hundred billion galaxies. Um, so you're, he literally spoke into existence, not just humanity, um, but, mm. and not just earth and, and all the creatures and, and the atmosphere and everything that comes along with that, but he did it with a hundred billion galaxies just by mm. the power of his voice. Like yeah. there's an amazing thing right there. Like there's a moment where here, here's a guy combined in all power, all, all knowledge, uh, ever present. And he's able to do such mm. a powerful thing of saying this will be, and it is. Yeah. Like, that's, whew, that's, that's awesome. That'll give you chills. <laughs> that's right. That'll get you chilly. Um, <laughs> dude, I think of, um, all powerful more on like circumstances I've experienced. So like I've been, I've been in some pretty crazy storms while on a boat in the ocean before. And I think about how out of control and how ridiculous it felt to be going over. Literally, I was on a boat one time, night fishing trip, where we were coming back in from uh, from fishing, and we had caught a ton of fish, but we had to leave a little early because the weather was getting really bad. And uh, literally, we were on this like 90, 100 foot long boat, um, but uh, the waves we were going over were close to 20 feet tall coming in, Dang. and it was just like, whew, like rocking it, like a huge window blew in, like it was insane um and i thought there was a good chance we were gonna die uh we didn't we made it um but yeah man it was insane and uh all of that to say like i've experienced that but god like that's nothing like what you're saying is real yeah. he spoke it into creation yeah, yeah. for me that's so far out of the realm of what i could control that um it's just hard to imagine even being able to do what Jesus did. And in that moment, be like waves, stop, wind, stop, and have it yeah. literally just like whew, the only thing rocking is your boat at that point. Can you imagine yeah. that? Like just whew, everything done, settled, no. gone. No, see, the only thing yeah. I can imagine now is being on that boat with 20 foot waves. And my fear isn't to drown. My fear is that a shark would be in one of those 20 foot waves <laughs> Dude, and I would right. die by shark attack. Because <laughs> uh, it landed on me, or something that's like, fair. like that. That's fair. Freaking yeah. Jaws. Jaws ruined my life. Sharks, man. I've got a love hate relationship. With Terrifying. Them. <laughs> no. Terrifying. But no, so, it is like, and and maybe that's helpful for you listening too. Is like, what's the, what's the most powerful, natural experience you've ever been a part of? And just think that not only is God bigger than this? God created this. Uh, and not only that, God could stop it with just his voice. Um, now we don't look at it in the sense of like, well, God didn't stop this tornado. That's not the point of the illustration. But um, 
like it's the power piece of man like because in all powerful like there's so much fear attached to that right like yeah. when we get in front of a, a a powerful storm when we get in front of a powerful person when we get in front of a powerful whatever like there's a part of that that like there's so much fear that just grips us because yeah. we're terrified of what may happen because we're no longer in control yeah right like and that's the other beautiful side of, of God is, yeah, there's a, a reverence and a awe of God's power and what he really is capable of doing with, with just a, 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 an action of speaking his voice, um, but he's also an extremely personal God. So yeah. we are now connected in relationship, deeply loved and deeply cared about by an all-powerful, almighty God that literally could speak something into existence. Yeah. Now. Does God always speak those things into existence? No. God typically functions yeah. within the laws that he's created in this world. Um, but he could stop it. Yeah. Like that's, the, that's kind of the power side of, of what we're doing. And oftentimes, um, you can find yourself I, I probably in one of two camps. And I think we've talked about this before. But um, one camp of God can't stop this. This is too big. Mm -hmm. This feels too overwhelming. I'm never going to get out of the situation. My life is completely falling apart right now. And um, it's always going to be this way. Oh my God's not big enough, right? Like that's that's an issue you got to overcome to get back to. No, God is all powerful. He really can. Uh, the other issue, which kind of fights against this personal side of of God, uh, is yeah, God is all powerful, but He doesn't want to do this on my behalf. Like I'm yeah. not good enough. I I've sinned yeah. too much. Uh, I'm too small. Whatever the issue is, whatever, and kind of overcoming that, and getting back to no, no, no. Though my God is all powerful and is more than capable of intervening in this moment, um, my God is also personal and deep loves and cares for me and is going to yeah. do what's best for me in this world. Man, that's a good point. And you're totally right. There's, there's that view of, um, of, I don't deserve it almost. I don't deserve God to, to act in my life because of the things I've done. We've kind of talked about that with like that shame episode we did a long time ago. Yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about that more in the future and maybe today. Yeah. But, um, I, as I was looking up some stuff as we were planning for this, I really thought Colossians 1 uh, verses 16 and 17 could be a good launching off point, even though we're not just launching off on this kind of all-powerful theme, but Colossians 1, 16 and 17. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or, authority or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. I like the end of that, in him all things hold together, because maybe that's uh, that's a cool look at power, you know? Like you were saying, he doesn't always choose to do things. He could. He, he could at any time. He's all-powerful. He's always capable of of calming a sea or, or changing circumstances in our lives or whatever, blowing up the planet making a new moon, whatever he wants to do. God can do stuff. Or, or flooding the planet and starting over. That's like, right. You know, but he said he wouldn't do that again. <laughs> so I don't think he will. That's true. But, but that in true. him, all things hold together. I think that's cool because sometimes it just feels like things are tearing apart or, or not working the way they should. I mean, look at politics. Look at unity and disunity of of just people in our country you know the united states of america yeah. look at that it feels like things are constantly ripping apart but this says no yeah. it's god that holds all things together not not yeah. just political disagreements not just religious things not just whatever all things whole universe yeah. all things created well, like yeah like jesus said it this way and uh i don't remember what gospel it is off the top of my head but you know he, he says you know to those listening like look at the look at the birds of the air mm -hmm. like they go from you know place to place collecting as they need to collect and um and they don't need to worry about food because they're yeah their heavenly father provides for them. And yeah. if that's what he does for simple birds, just think how much more he's providing for you. Like yeah. it, it just kind of describes of like how much God is intervened and in the midst of um, all aspects of, of existence. Yeah. Like he's, he's as much taking care of the birds right now in this moment as he's taking care of you and me uh, as he's, you know, in, galaxy, you know, 999,211, <laughs> yeah. right? Like he, 
he's just everywhere. All things are inside of him that nothing mm. happens outside of his, his control or his watch. Um, the psalmist said, um, I'm looking it up really quick because I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, as you, okay, as you say that, I have a question that maybe, maybe will derail us and maybe in a good way. We'll see. But when we think about after you find the psalm, I'll ask this question. Did you find it? Are you good? No, I keep going. Okay. So if God is all powerful, uh, all over all things, then like there's a lot of people in, in the Christian faith who are like every single thing that happens in my day is, is always hyper spiritual is always something that God is speaking or doing or saying to me or moving around me. Like, I don't know, what's the balance of, of knowing God is all-powerful, but also just not hyper-spiritualizing every single thing in your life? Does that make I sense? Yeah. I, I think where the issue comes with hyper-spiritualizing things is when you hyper-spiritualize everything about yourself. Like, it's the pride of me um, hmm. that's causing the issue. Like, I do believe God is involved in all aspects of life, all aspects of creation. He is moving constantly in and out of different arenas. Well, he's always in all arenas, but he's he's interacting with them. Um, so yes, I do believe everything is spiritual. That's it's true if you connect spiritual to God involved. Um, but I don't believe that everything being spiritual, spiritual has everything to do with you. I think that's hmm. where we miss it. Um, so yes, God is at work. Yes, God is moving. And part of our jobs as followers of Jesus is to align ourselves with how God is moving and partner with what God's already doing, right? Like yeah. that's that's the piece of this. Um, but uh, too often we take God is spiritual and God is everywhere and we apply it to ourselves as, oh, so that personally affects me. Yeah. Like it's all about me. And that's the issue, right? Like God wants me to intervene and, and do this, or God wants me to, uh, I, yeah. you know, I, I had this interaction where, you know, I just felt like God wanted me to whatever. Like those things happen, yes, but not to the extent that you think they're they're happening because it's, mm. well, the reality is it's not about you. Yeah. Um, yes, God is spiritual and yeah, we want to partner with God, but not everything is spiritual for your benefit or for your yeah. sake. Yeah. Right. I think that's where we struggle um, with with that whole idea that, you know, well, God told me to do this and then, and then I can't do anything without God's direction. Well, no. Right. Like that's... That's God created you and God yeah. has given you and spoken truth onto your life and, and implanted that into your soul and you mm. function inside of that. You have a brain, yeah. right? Use it. Um, now, I, I, I say that and I had a, I had a, uh, a pastor buddy once tell, use that uh, in a conversation we were having where he said, what were we talking about? Oh, leaving, leaving his church. Um, and his comment was, well, you know, God had gave me a brain and I'm just, you know, I'm going to use it and make the decision. And you're like, yeah, God gave you a brain, but like, this is kind of a big decision. <laughs> right. Like, maybe right. you should just, maybe, maybe you should spend some time with Jesus and, and spend time with those that love Jesus and love you uh, and, and kind of sift this out before you go making a decision because you, you, you have a brain and God is giving you permission to do whatever you want, which is relatively yeah. true, but not relatively beneficial. It sounds like a balance of kind of pride and humility, you know, like you don't want oh, to be, sure. you don't want to be so prideful that you think. Either side of that, everything is happening yeah. in my life because it's all about me, because all things yeah. are spiritual and it's always about me, or yeah. overly prideful on the other side saying, well, God gave me this great brain. Uh, yeah. I don't even have to ask him. It's a no-brainer, <laughs> you know, yeah, for whatever true. pun is worth. That's and then true. the humility side is just like, I don't know, things, sometimes things are big decisions, like leaving your church, like le like moving to a different place, like job yeah. stuff, whatever. Other stuff is just, man, what am I going to have for dinner tonight? Am I going to have pizza yeah. or pasta? <laughs> you know? And it's well, like, and like, there's differences. Well, the humility side of it too is like, could God speak into that and have a, an opinion about that for you in that moment? Yeah. Possibly. Um, so like be open to God moving in those places, but don't yeah. be over. Like, I think the real issue is it, there's this pride inside of Christianity that the more I hear God's voice, the better Christian I am, hmm. right? Like that's this idea. So we portray ourselves more spiritual than we actually are hmm. um, in terms of in relationship or connection with Jesus. Um, and we find ourselves essentially 
toting that around, or is that the word toting? Yeah. Um, yeah. Sh- you know, showing that around or showing off. Yeah. Showing off to people. Um, like, Oh God spoke to me about what I'm supposed mm. to eat this, this, this tonight. Yeah. And then this is what he did with it. Yeah. And you're like, well, yeah, you watched a movie and you felt better about yourself. Great. Like, sure. <laughs> Whatever. Like we just over spiritualize things to make ourselves look better, uh, as yeah. followers of Jesus than just being followers of Jesus. And if he speaks into something, he speaks into something and be in tune yeah. to his, his voice and do what he said. Like, yeah, we're not saying don't do those things. Yeah. Um, but we are saying it's not as, not as spiritual as you think it is, at least from the perspective of it's all about you. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Awesome, man. Well, I totally derailed you, but I felt like that was that was good, and I appreciate your perspective on that. Um, you were looking up like a psalm or a proverb or something as it relates to this. Uh, I moved on. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> it's gone. It's done. Yeah, it's gone. I stopped looking. Should we? Do you have more thoughts on God being all powerful, or do you feel like we could go on to kind of the next? Oh, we have plenty of thoughts on it, but for the sake of time, we should probably keep moving. All right. Take us there, man. Hit it. All present God. God is everywhere at once simultaneously. Uh, and even kind of touching back on our conversation on the on the last all-powerful is not only is God everywhere, but he's sustaining everything everywhere um, at the same time. So it's a it's a both and. Um, but yeah, he's he's ever present, uh, meaning, and we said this last week. He's ever present because he's outside of time as well as we're inside of time. Yeah. Um, so God is as present right now in at the moment of of Jesus's crucifixion and then resurrection. He's as he is right now in this moment as we have this conversation. Yeah. Um, as he as he is in the same exact time uh, moment uh, of our births. Um, yeah. So there's that piece of like God is all places everywhere. Um, he's not a singular place, and and this is a change at least from our interaction point from the old covenant, right? Yeah. Like, yes, God was ever present in, in the old Testament, but in terms of his interaction with humanity, he was in a single place. Yeah. Um, he was wherever the, the tabernacle was, or eventually the temple really where the Ark of the Covenant was, was the, was the um, place of his dwelling. But um, so it's that piece of like the shift that changed. And now, you know, we read in, in the new covenant that, um, Jesus' spirit, or sorry, the God's spirit, the Holy Spirit, um, now lives inside of each one of us. So God is mm-hmm. not only everywhere at all times, but he's personally connected to each one of us because his spirit dwells inside of us. Yeah. Um, so we have that direct connection with our creator. Um, that's, I don't know, that's, that's always comforting to me to know that. But it's also easy to lose sight of, right? Yeah. Like it's easy to lose sight of like things are going bad in my life. So where's God? God's not yeah. around. You're like, no, like good and bad things in your life don't dictate God's position or, or sorry, presence in your life. God is always present. Scripture is extremely clear on that. That's a good point, man. Good and bad things don't dictate God's presence in your life. But how did you, okay, there's a difference between reading something and believing something. I think um, I'm reading The Hobbit right now. I enjoy The Hobbit. It's a great story. Makes me think a little bit more creatively to have like a fantasy, just enjoyable thing in the background like that. But I don't believe The Hobbit. It's just a good story, you know? Like it's just a yeah. great narrative. It's There's some things that maybe reflect biblical truth in, in some of that writing. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. It's just a story. But, but I can read the Bible in the same way and... Hmm. not really think about it, not really believe it, not really apply it. So when you say like, yeah, God's, the Bible is clear that God is always present. I guess my question is just, how did you go from kind of head knowledge of that to, and I know this was totally unscripted, but how do you go from a head knowledge or just, I read that, so I believe it's true to, to really believing it's true (laughs) to saying like, I believe God's present. Yeah. yeah, I just wrecked my car, but God's present. It's just a car wreck. He kept me alive. I I don't know. Yeah. Or even just it's a lame Tuesday, but God's present. So it's a great day and I'm going to thank him for it. Like, I don't know. What yeah. What do you think about that? Um, that's a great question. Um, I, I think I'm just kind of think like, how do you get through the journey? How does faith increase? Uh, yeah. 
And I think it's choosing to believe that these things are true. Like, let's just use salvation as an example. Um, as a follower of Jesus, or as as you're becoming a follower of Jesus, um, the decision that you're making, which is relatively logical rather than heart, is yeah. I'm choosing to believe that this is true. So I'm choosing to believe that I'm a sinner in need of a savior, and God sent Jesus to live in our to live this life as I lived it, but to live it perfectly, um, so He could be a perfect sacrifice for for my sins. Um, he took my sins on Himself, died on a cross, He conquered death three days later, so I could do the same. There's no bondage in this life, right? Hmm. Like it, it's that thing of like that's a logical decision I'm making. I'm saying no, that I'm believing that to be true. So like I guess part of it's kind of like self talk. Maybe hmm. um, it's reminding yourself over and over again. No, God is ever present. He's with me right now in this moment. Yeah. Even if I don't feel like he is, he is because scripture tells me he is. Yeah. Well, and I think if we keep telling ourselves that over and over again, we're not necessarily shifting things in our mind. Like we're just, we'll eventually believe the lie. If we just keep telling ourselves the lie, um, which is true, but um, <laughs> it, it's a, it's a different piece of, if I keep telling myself that this is true, I'm going to be trying to pay attention to see what I can see to make sure that it is right. So yeah. Um, you're going through this life and God is ever present and you're telling yourself this, this is true because scripture has said it's truth, meaning God has said it is true because mm. um, this is God's words to God's people. Um, yeah. And if that's true, then I'm going to believe it to be true. And then as I change my perspective and I'm watching from that perspective, now when my, we'll just keep going back to your in-laws. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for letting us, you be our illustration. Yeah. Uh, you guys have great faith. We love you. We're praying for you. Yeah. Um, but in the midst of your basement flooding, uh, it's not everything's falling apart. Right? No, no, no. God's present. God's in this moment. Yeah. Um, so you could go into that situation and say, everything's screwed. Like yeah. F it all. Yeah. Like God hates me. God's not here. He let all these bad things happen. But no, if your perspective's right, you're going into that situation. It's like, oh, look, like our power was never shut off, shut off or flooded. And it was completely submerged <laughs> underwater. Like, look at God yeah. move. Like that's a miracle. Yeah. And holy crud, we have an insurance company that's going to pay out on this because yeah. we have, ins- you know, we have flood insurance and we're going to, you know, I'm out of work and now this is going to help supplement our income, right? Like there's all these different things that you're now going to see yeah. if no, God is present. Not only is he present, he's actively present mm. in your life and he's intervening on your behalf. So now our perspective starts to change and shift and we start to believe that more. I think that's how faith grows in general. Like yeah. it's moving that, that head knowledge, that logical knowledge to our heart um, and not necessarily, maybe a better way to say it is our soul Hmm. Um, since our hearts are evil and they're going to lead us astray, uh, the human creation, but uh, our, our soul of like, no, like this is strengthening my faith and now it's faithful. It's like going back to your guys' story yeah. um, in the year of the chicken we talked about last week or the week before, like you have all these bad things that are happening, you know, having to redo things in your yeah. house, having to dump tons of money into it um, yeah. to get things in all these, you know, sale after sale falling through. And in these moments, you can say, no, God's not around here. God doesn't care. Uh, but now you're able to, to, to hold through that faith and look back and say, no, 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 look what God's doing there. Yeah. And look how God yeah, yeah. intervened in this way. And look how he's lying. So often it's after the fact, like we've gone through it. We look back and see those guys, totally. but look at your in-laws now with, with such a level of faith that they're in the midst of it, seeing it like, that's mm. where we want to get to. And I that's think cool. that's why it's important to, to redefine our, our views of God, um, to kind of give uh, a brand update. Like you said before this, to God, not that he needs one, but there is a brand that's being missed and we want to grab back to it yeah. um, uh, that we're kind of holding onto. So it's, can I get to a place where it's, I'm paying attention like in the moment Yeah, um, that I can see God at work. And that's where you're like, oh, look at that. Like God's, God's in this moment holding my hand and yeah. God's in this moment uh, speaking, you know, such comforting words over me and God's in this moment um, uh, intervening in this way or that way, or God's in this moment, not mm. intervening. Yeah. but telling me that he's right there beside me and he's going to walk me through it with me because yeah. this is the growth that needs to happen right there. Like those are all great moments, but yeah, it's a shift in your thinking. And I think it's logical to getting to your soul and taking that journey. And there's a decision that has to be made constantly. Yeah. I like that. It's like, uh, it's like you just choose to believe it first because you read yep. it and you, you hear people, maybe pastors, maybe friends, whatever, telling you that God is present so you like have yep. some baseline of like, well, I, I guess I believe this. And then things happen over time in your life and you maybe go back to that and say, well, this just happened, but I still believe God is present. And then God proves yep. it 
and and more solidifies that and does that many times yep. and then you're in the circumstance actively and you're like nope it's a no-brainer i know god yeah. is present here even if i don't see it in the way i'd like to see it in this moment i yeah. believe it like i so we were talking last night at dinner and i know we've talked a lot about the flood but that's been a big part of my week and their week and yeah. you know we're we've been very actively involved in all that stuff so um Wednesday, we had uh, we had like 10, 12 people from our church show up at their house and and help get everything out as soon as uh, the fire department said, yep, you're not going to get electrocuted. You're good to go down there. It's safe. You can take stuff out. Yeah. So it was like a, a lot of people working really hard and we got everything done really very quickly. But then we were kind of looking around at the neighbor's houses and there was like a few boxes out a little bit out but not much but there had been a lot of damage at four or five of their immediate neighbors at least so gotcha. um i was just thinking about it and today or yesterday and i was thinking like what if this flood got allowed to happen so that the millers could build trust in their neighborhood um in a new way deeper relationships and so that our church could go in and serve basically in our church's backyard for all these people who are not a part of our church, don't yeah. follow Jesus. Maybe do, maybe don't. I don't know them. But so, because our church is now going back and saying, hey, we noticed like you didn't have the help that, that, um, you know, Chris and Lori did, but we have a whole crew of people who would love to help carry stuff if you need it. Some yeah. of these people are elderly. Some of these people just are one or two at home, whatever. Uh, yeah. But to empty a basement is a big deal. And it's a tangible way to show up and at least offer it, but especially if you do it, show up and just be the presence in a situation that nobody wants to be in. Uh, nobody wants to carry wet, stinky boxes or heavy things up from the basement that have been there for years. doesn't matter. But what if this whole thing was kind of allowed to happen for reasons that aren't that much to do with Chris and Lori, but could be a lot to do with their neighbors. You know, it could be about other yeah. people's souls. Um, that's the well, type of think stuff of it from we their don't know. The neighbor's perspective. Yeah. Like here's this neighbor, like probably in a level of hopelessness. You're like, my life is literally falling apart in this moment. And then here comes tangible Christ um, <laughs> in, in his people right to yeah. their doorstep. Like there's a moment of hope. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, but that's, that's some That's of the good. stuff I was thinking, and it's the kind of thing we'll find out about years from now, maybe, or when we're dead or whatever. But I just, I think God is present all the time. And sometimes it, like you said, sometimes it looks like tangible hands and feet of Jesus of somebody you don't know serving you or somebody you do know a little bit serving just because it's the God honoring thing to do. Um, yeah. That's, That's good, good, man. The other thought, the other thought I had in this kind of area as you were talking was, um, how, how so often, you know, I don't, I don't subscribe to the theology of when you do good things, God blesses. And when you do bad things, God curses. I think that was fulfilled through Jesus is taken care of. It doesn't function that way anymore. Um, but in that idea, how often the situations of our lives and the hardship of our life was caused by ourselves. Um, so like, we're just in the the results of our own actions. Um, but yet we're just going to blame everything around us and blame the situation we're in. Well, God being ever present and taking that perspective when I'm in the midst of those things, I'm not taking the perspective of, um, like this world sucks. God doesn't care. And if I do take it, like God is distant or God's not in the midst of that, I miss this opportunity for growth. But in those moments, if I am taking perspective that God is with us, God's in the midst of this, what changes is, Oh, like God starts to speak to us in those moments. Cause I, I think he is around and I'm believing it to be true. So I'm waiting and anticipating his voice. Um, and when situations hard because of my own doing, God starts to speak into that where it's, Hey, like, this is happening in your life. You've lost this relationship or you've lost this opportunity or you lost this job because of the things that you were doing caused this to happen. Right? Yeah. Like, so there's that piece that you would never grow in, as a human being, let alone as a follower of Jesus. If you're not taking the perspective, no, God is always present and he's personal and he's in, involved in my life and he's active in my life and he's speaking into my life uh, that I miss all of that because I just say, well, everything's bad in my life. So God yeah. must not be around. Yeah. That's really good, man. That's that's really good. It's not just in the good. It's not. It's it's even when we're 
acting in an evil way, you know, where <laughs> we're choosing to live in sin, that God is still present. That doesn't change it. It's one of those, like we said, one of the big characteristics that our actions can't change it. It is, this is, these are pieces of who God is. These are like core attributes of who God is. Um, Proverbs good. 15 uh, verse three says the eyes of the Lord are in every place watching the evil and the good, just simple, short, but it's just reassuring. Uh, sometimes like, I know it's easy to get down about like, it feels like there's a lot of evil stuff happening. It feels like things are out of control sometimes. Um, but when you know that God is, is watching the evil and the good, he's present all the time. It kind of alleviates this burden of like, I don't have to be their judge. I don't have to see God's ways be fully done in my life or in theirs. That's not my job. But I do know that God is always understanding, always present of what I'm doing. Uh, we'll talk about what I'm thinking in a minute, but he's always present in all things. So it's like, you can't control that stuff. He can. He usually chooses not to directly control things. He usually chooses to let people live the way they want to live most of the time. Um, and But he's present in the good and the evil. He's present in the, the mediocre and the exciting. He's present all the That's time, good. you know? So um, I don't know. Yeah, I like Paul, that simple Paul reminder. Told the, Paul told the Colossians that all creation is dependent upon his presence. Um, hmm which is a, a big one or, you know, Jesus told us at the end of um, the great commission uh, and, and I'll be with you always to the very mm -hmm. end of the age. Like God is hyper present uh, in our lives and, and active in our lives because he's a personal God. Um, but God is everywhere. No one can escape him. Um, you know, God's presence is, is a continual presence that brings contentment. Uh, Hebrews, the Hebrew writer tells us, but um, yeah. Boom. No, that's good awesome man well sweet all right well last one of the three not that this is like oh just bumped my uh chair lever and dropped like six inches that's always freaky um <laughs> i wasn't paying attention so i missed it i'm sorry yeah i look very small in front of this microphone now because i went whoop way down um dude one time i was on a zoom call and it was a one-on-one -on -one call and i was sitting on this old wooden chair oh, and, you yeah, yeah. and it split while i was talking but i had headphones in so i fell immediately flat on the ground like horizontal but my headphones still stayed in so like the person heard me the whole time nice. like ugh, 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 like, like what the heck but i just i'm impressed that you were you. working from just a wood chair yeah. Like that sounds miserably uncomfortable. <laughs> well, it was just like supposed to be like a quick meeting or whatever. Um, so, dude, oh, yeah, that's, yeah that's Zoom sucking. problems, you know. It's not yeah, the worst thing that could happen, but uh, it's pretty crappy to have your chair just fall yeah. apart. <laughs> yeah, I'm more um, really focused on the wood chair fact that you're sitting on that all day. Right. Like, right. my work's blessed me greatly and has given us $1,000 chairs to sit yeah. on. Yeah, no, I got uh, a great chair here, I'm sitting on and for my home office. They're, this sending was, us, yeah. they're sending us money, too, to upgrade our uh, offices. Nice. Which is, which is cool, since we're That's not going awesome. back till 2021. Yeah, this was like uh, went between moving when I didn't have a home office, really. I was working oh, from, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like very temporary situation. Yep. So anyway, yeah, this is a no That's wood true. chair these days. I learned that lesson. And I went to the gym afterwards because I had apparently eaten too many burritos. Um, <laughs> so that's funny. Yeah. So this this God last one knows all everything, things. all of it, always. Isn't that freaky? Nothing he doesn't know to think about. Oh, isn't for it sure. freaky to 100%. think like, okay, if God exists outside of time, He could look at our lives simultaneously look at your life and my life and everybody else's life who's ever lived and he could know every thought they had their entire yeah. life that yeah. man i haven't had a thought tomorrow yet but god could look at it and understand every single one of my thoughts i'm gonna have tomorrow he could understand yeah. 50 years from now if i'm still alive he could understand all the things i was thinking when i was a baby that i can't understand yeah. but how weird is it not even just weird. I think maybe the the all-knowing comes back to all-powerful. Because, like, I don't know if you mm -hmm. can be all-powerful if you're clueless about stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Or maybe you can. I don't really know. But Physically powerful, probably. 
yeah, maybe physically, like you could beat up anybody or stop any storm or create things. But, but yeah, God yeah. goes beyond that. He knows all yep. things. And so like, even going back to kind of the beginning of the, the Bible talking about good and evil, you know, like um, mm-hmm. Lucifer, like being from, from God's, was his name Lucifer when he was an angel? Uh, he was like the hot, the archangel. Yeah. He was God's go-to yeah, yeah. number one angel. And then he decided, no, I want to control this thing. I want to run this show. Uh, I don't need God. I'm going to kind of take this into my own hands, you know, forgetting he was yeah. created by God and desiring to be the creator, essentially. So that was kind of the the narrative that sets up, not narrative, I believe the real story or as best we can understand it the real story of what set up you know satan being evil and trying to distract others to follow him and god being god and being perfect and good and and trying to draw us and woo us to him um especially through jesus but anyway god all that to say god knew the second he created angels that that lucifer was eventually going to go from hero to zero and going to set up this whole thing in a very different trajectory than, you know, maybe the original intent, not even the original intent. I don't, it's mind boggling, man. It's like twisting. It's like God knows exactly yeah. what's going to happen all the time with all things, even down to your thoughts that, that you don't even fully well, understand. And, yeah. Yeah. And then you get into God allows or doesn't allow and God, mm-hmm controls everything and makes everything happen. There's a lot of ways to look at that. Like when I always think of God knows everything, I I like to think of from the perspective of like, God is the source of all true knowledge, understanding and wisdom. Yeah. Right. Like, like God is the source of the things that can Hmm. have such a drastic impact on our lives. Like, you know, the, the gospel writers talked about the mysteries of the gospel or the mysteries of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's those things that like when you grab onto and get to the place where you understand them, um, the shift and the massive change that it can have inside of your perspective on life, um, your connectedness to Jesus, your uh, ability mm-hmm. to have great faith, to take major risks for, for the kingdom um, and for Jesus. Like it's those things that like unlock those things. You're like, Oh, now I have a better understanding of what faith really is. And, and, yeah. and, you know, Jesus was the source of those things, right? Like it's this God is all knowing. Yes. He knows everybody's thoughts. He knows what's going to happen. What has happened from a perspective of holistic, like he knows why it all and how it's all connected together. But more than that, like he's still the source of, of all wisdom. Like he's still the one that, that has the ability to help us understand anything. So take it outside of the spiritual realm or the church realm and just say like God's ways are greater inside a business than any way that's ever going to make me Hmm. Uh, like, so now I'm able to go to Jesus and say like, here's what's going on in my company right now. um, And here's where I I think we're supposed to go. Like, how do I get there? Hmm. Like, let him be the the spokesperson into, into those things as well. Like God speaks, you know, as a parent or God speaks as a, as a husband or a wife or God speaks as, as a, um, uh, garbage worker and how you have impact, right? Like there's so many different things that God could speak into because he's the source of all. It's not just spiritual knowledge, hmm. though it's, it is spiritual knowledge. It's not just right. spiritual knowledge. Right. It's not just how the world works knowledge, though it ha- you know, that's a part of it. It's all different types of aspects. How hmm. should a government function in a healthy way? Like you go back to um, the law and how God set up uh, society and, and cultural laws uh, for Israel, and you see a lot of that playing out in in today's societies. Like yeah. the you know the American or the Western view on the judicial system um, pulls a lot, if not majority, of their views from what happened inside of Israel and what God yeah. set up. Right, like here's the place that I get to go hmm. to all the things. Now, I think here's the harm that we we take when we grab this thing of God is all-knowing. He knows what I did, what I'm thinking, all those things, and we personalize it. Though I think we should personalize it. Here's the warning to push back against is, well, I should, like, I don't have to tell God these things because he already knows. Yeah, And we miss totally. the personal, right? Totally. Like, mm-hmm. well, I don't have to confess those sins. God already knows I committed them, and he knows that I'm sorry. No, 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 that's not how relationship works. Sorry, buddy. Uh, Like you've got to dig into those conversations because that's what's going, for your perspective, that's what's going to grow your relationship with Jesus. Like he's not going to love you anymore or any less. He loves you as he loves you. um, And that is great. um, But 
that's not going to change based off your actions or based off your interactions with him. Um, But for you, the depth of that relationship is only going to feel greater and greater when you have those conversations, though he may already know. And if it feels silly, start with that. God, I know I did this. And I know you know I did this. And you know what I was really thinking when I did this. Um, But forgive me for this anyways. Or God, here's the things that I'm dreaming about and I'm trying to chase after. And I know you know these things, but I want to talk to you about these things anyways. Like Mm -hmm. start your conversation that way if if that helps you kind of uh, get into those places. But um, David said in in one of the Psalms, I don't remember which one, but he said, you know, you have examined my heart. You know everything about me. Um, I don't know if that was one of your verses that were written down. I just realized. It is. You search me and you know me, Lord. Uh, sorry, uh, I'll give you credit. That's Psalm 139. But, um, you know, you know, when I sit down and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my goings out and my lying down. Um, you're familiar with all my ways. My Before a word is on my tongue, Lord, you know it completely. You helm me in, or sorry, you hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me and too lawfully for me to attain. And mm-hmm. kind of going back to what you were saying earlier too, like, um, like, if you're going to improve as a human being and you're going to improve as a follower of Jesus, yeah. like here's the source that knows everything about you yeah. uh, and knows not only that, knows how to get you to the next space, the next right. step, right? Right. Like if we're, he knows how to get you to the growth. So why aren't we diving into that personal relationship with Jesus and diving into to those hard conversations and letting God speak into those things because he is the source of all, all things. Yeah. That's really good, man. That's, that's really good. I I had a weird thought as as like so often uh, we get bogged down as Christians between this idea, kind of like you what you were talking about of well, if he knows everything, then I don't have to tell him about my day. I don't have to confess that sin. I don't have to thank him for that. He already knows I was thankful. He knows I'm sorry. He knows what happened in my day. Whatever. Um, yep. But there's a difference between knowing something and 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 authoring it for lack of better words the you know my daughter's almost two so i read her a lot of kids books jana does family does all of that she loves little books she loves hearing them so like yesterday jana was reading her one and i was just laying there chilling and uh and i was just quoting the lines that were coming up without reading it because I just That's know funny. them, you know, and she could do the yeah. exact same thing. Like so many of these are just committed somewhere in my head just to full memory, you know, but we open yeah. them and read them to show her the pages. All I'm trying to say is you can very clearly know something, you can have it memorized, you can have that knowledge of it, but that doesn't mean you yeah. wrote it. That doesn't mean you directed it. You just basically understood what was coming because you've been there, you know, the repetition of it. Um, that's not a perfect analogy by any means, but just maybe something helpful for somebody to think about for me to think about as you, as you, uh, think about this concept of God knows all things, even like what David was saying when Psalm 139 that you just read, um, like these things are too great for us. This knowledge is too great for us. We couldn't handle knowing all things, but you can handle it, God. And it kind of goes back to, Last week when we were talking about this idea of like, if your view of God is wrong, then it's fragile. It's exposed. There's, there's major gaps. There's blind spots that you may or may not be aware of, but you're probably going to be aware of at some point. So if you start with this baseline of God knows all things and it's proved like it, if you have faith that the Bible is inspired by God and is kind of his guidebook to us of how to live, how to understand him. It's really clear many, many times what you were talking about, Matthew 10, um, are not sparrows sold for a penny, uh, yet none of them fall to the ground and die uh, for your father's with outside of your father's care. And even the very hairs on your head are numbered. So don't be afraid. You're worth more than many, many sparrows. You know, simple That's stuff. Funny. I yeah. didn't know you had that verse no, too. No, you didn't. You didn't. But it's cool. It's cool. We were on the right track, you know. But uh, but even that, like a bird doesn't fall down and die without God knowing it and maybe approving yeah. it. I don't know how that works, but he definitely knows it happens. And he says we're yeah. way more important than them, and he knows us just as well or better than than those things. So there's just some security in that. There's, 
if you start with this idea of understanding that God knows all things, then there's a lot of security in that. It's not like yeah. God knows some things and other things are big surprises to him. No, there's surprises yeah. to us. But my God, the God I serve, already knows all things. He's going to reveal some things to me in my life. He's not going to reveal other things to me in my life. But he knows it. Yeah. And and there's security in that. You know, whereas, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the, my God doesn't have a partial view well, of anything. I do. And another and another part of that same kind of the thought pattern there is like God knows everything about me. So yeah. God knows the thoughts that I've had. Yeah. Uh, God both good and bad. God knows the sins that I've committed, all bad. Uh, and God knows the joys of my life. Uh, and yet in the midst of the ugliness of my life, God still loves me deeply. Yeah. Um, like there's a piece of security in that as well of like yeah. even though God knows for lack of a better word, shit of my life. Uh, God loves me in the midst of it. Like God's there. And not only that, go back to ever present. God is there with me in the midst of it. Right. Um, walking me in the, like walking me through it. So yeah. like there's security in that too of like, yeah, there's nothing I'm going to do that's going to take away the love of Jesus. Yeah. Um, there's nothing I'm going to do that's going to take away the sacrifice that Jesus made to restore that relationship. Man, you, so the last thing I had is the, why does it matter question? And you started, you just answered it really well. It matters because if you're going to believe these audacious things, like that Jesus died for you, uh, knowing your sin fully and taking it on himself as a sacrifice to God to do the thing we couldn't do to make amends between God's perfect law of justice and the the injustice of our life, the sin of our lives. If you believe Jesus did that crazy thing, which I believe he did, uh, then when you start saying, well, God knows all things, God's over all things, God's present in all things, then that stuff takes on deeper meaning. Like you just said, God's present with you in the crap of your life, in the sin of your life, the things you choose that are against him, he's still present. He's still right there. And, And his promise of forgiveness uh, through Jesus doesn't change. It's not diminished. It's just as strong yeah. there as it is when you're like doing your best to follow him or you're taking you're taking ground for the kingdom. Like it's it's there all the time. So I think these things maybe matter because they give you the kind of backbone to be able to say like, oh, these things aren't just good, but they're great. And they're not just great, but they're actually better than what I could ever accomplish. Like they're, they're above me. Yeah. They're better, better than I deserve. Yet I'm still going to try because it's way more than what I deserve to follow Jesus. Forgiveness from God, yeah. the creator of all things. That's way more than I deserve. But I'm going to live my life as best I can to, to try to follow him, to try to make that, uh, to try to make God proud to try to give him glory to try to honor him in my life and in my decisions and i'm gonna fail but but these things are so good and so worth shooting towards that that's how i'm gonna orient my life so maybe that's That's why these big pieces matter what do you think yeah and kind of the typo on our whole conversation is like having proper view that God is all powerful, um, having proper view that God is all present, having proper view that God is all knowing, um, I think gives us a lot of different things. And like we, we talked about earlier, it's I'm choosing to believe these are true. So it changes my perspective so I can see them to be true Hmm. um, in my life. I'm not going to miss those moments. Um, but it's going to give you, like you said, it's going to give you security. Um, you're going to have a higher level of confidence inside of this life. Um, as, as, you're following a source that has the ability to transform and change almost anything yeah. about this life. Um, and also give me great comfort in the midst of hard seasons of this life that he's not going to change. Yeah. Um, but it's also uh, going to give me a greater level of faith. Like when I look at it and say, no, 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 no. Like I serve the most powerful uh, being that has ever existed uh, in any sense of the imagination, not only that, he speaks things into existence. Uh, I serve a, a, a creator that is present um, all inside of my life and the lives of those around me. Um, I serve a God that is 
the source of all knowledge, uh, wisdom, and truth. Mm. Um, not only that, he knows what's going to happen, what has happened, and why it all plays together. Um, in the midst of that, is it gives me a level of confidence in my faith of like, no, 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 God is going to come through on this yeah. because God said this was going to happen. So I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. As terrifying and as scary as it may be, yeah. I know God's coming through on the other side, yeah. and that's going to give me a higher level of faith. Like re reframing or or putting God in the proper view is probably a better way to say it of who he actually is has such a drastic impact on our, our relationship, our well-being, our emotional state, our yeah. uh, healthy state, like all, all aspects of our lives, um, you know, kind of stem from this place of what is my view of God and is it right? Mm -hmm. um, and if I do have a good view of God, I'm going to be in a much healthier and more and uh, more effective, you know, place than I would be if, uh, my view's wrong. Like if I look at it and say, well, God isn't around. I don't see him anywhere. Well, that's going to have an impact. Uh, if I look at it and say, well, God doesn't know everything. Like he's, if he did, he'd be doing something about it. He's not. Um, like that's going to have an impact. Um, so having those views of this is who God is, and, and we'll hit even, you know, we'll keep continuing down this series and hitting more yeah. um, of these views uh, is choosing to believe that they're true. So you're paying attention to them. Um, and then you see them happen to be true. Yeah. Um, you see them happening because they are true, probably a better way to say it. And then you're at a greater place of security. You're at a greater place of faith. You're at a greater place of, uh, of confidence. You're at a greater place of understanding and knowledge. You're at a greater place as a, as a follower of Jesus, as a human being, as one in relationship with Jesus, because Jesus is moving and speaking into your life because you're paying attention to him. Yeah. But, yeah. That's, that's kind of my thoughts, my friend. That's so good, man. Thank you uh, for sharing Thank all you. of that. That's that's awesome. I'm excited for next uh, our next discussion. We're going to talk about the traits of God being sovereign, holy, absolute, and righteous. Bear with us. Uh, I certainly am not a theology expert, but I'm I'm trying. And I guess as you think about um, views of God, if you hear this and you're like, "Wow, I really suck at that," or "I'm good at that," or "I have room for improvement." It's a journey. <laughs> I'm not, we're not no. talking about these things because we're always perfect at them. We're talking about them to try to encourage one another, try to encourage you, make you think a little differently. Hopefully in this scenario, give you maybe a more full picture of God to start with. And then we're going to keep going down no. some of these traits so that we can refocus ourselves and maybe learn how to practice this stuff better than we did yesterday, uh, better than we did yeah, uh, before. You know, we're, we're on this journey you, together, for sure. Yeah, and if you have stories of your own experiences in terms of yeah. how you made the shift to believing God is all-powerful, all-present, all-knowing, or one of the other traits that we hit over the next couple of weeks, like reach out to us and let us know those stories. We want to hear yeah. them, and more importantly, we want to share them with you know yeah. the other listeners because as we hear these stories, it gives us confidence totally. uh, in in, in greater faith. Uh, yeah. So email us at hello at this Jesus life podcast.com. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of, we'll go, we'll, we'll get those messages at that place. Um, and you know, if we think they're that good of a story that we just need to share it, um, we will share it. But not only that, if we think it's that good of a story and we need to share it, we might have you on uh, to share it with us. Right. We don't do interviews, but, but we for might. the sake of seeing God yeah. in a healthy way, yeah. I'll do an interview. That's right. Uh, yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, because that, that's encouraging. That's inspiring. That helps all of us uh, listening uh, to to be better followers of Jesus as we have a better view of who yeah. God is in yeah. our lives. But that email address is hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. Thank you, Josh. And hey, listen, if you are still listening to this, we truly appreciate you. We Josh has said this almost every week, but we do pray for you. Um, at least before we start each episode, we pray together about this stuff. And sometimes even just in the middle of the week, we do. Um, mm -hmm. But listen, uh, if you like this show, uh, we'd love it if you, you hop on whatever platform you're listening to, uh, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere else. Like us, subscribe to us, rate us. Uh, just say nice things, please. Um, share us. Yeah, rate, to us your... rate us with a five and how awesome yeah, we are, rate, not with yeah, a one yeah. how much we suck. That's right. That's right. But all press is good. Yeah, if press, you think we you suck, know? just stop listening. You don't need to <laughs> review us. Or tell us why, at least. Um, share us to your friends. That would be cool. Like, share us out on, on your social media. Um, if we find that share, like you tag us. Granted, we're only on Instagram because. Facebook just seems like a lot of 
feels like place looks just a lot of work. We know we could probably get better traction over there, but again, it feels like a lot of work and I just don't want to put in the work. Uh, but if we do find your share, uh, we do see it. Um, so tag us. Uh, I don't know what our ta- handle is on Instagram. It's like this Jesus, Jesus life, life podcast. podcast, I think. Yeah. I don't think it's the whole thing. I think it's like Jesus life podcast. Just search for us. You'll find us. You tag us and we see it. We might send you something. We might send you something just to say a huge thanks uh, for for sharing some love with us. Yeah. But hey, as always, we love you guys. We're praying for you guys. Andrew, I'm sorry, Elder Andrew. <laughs> I, we didn't address why I called you that. We'll address that next week. Elder Andrew, it's good to see you, my friend. <laughs> uh, young Josh, normal Josh, so good to see you. Thanks for talking, man. <laughs>